This is Two Halves with Shannon Byrne on ABC Grandstand Digital. Now it goes to Badiris, wide to Roberts, floats the pass back on the inside for Houston, and Houston's caught in a good tackle, wrapped up ball and all, 25 metres out. He gets up now to play the ball back, quickly it goes to Smith, and Jeremy Smith cuts out a player, through the hands it goes from Gagai to Iwate. Iwate sprinting for the line, he's almost there, try! In the corner for the Newcastle Knights! Great try! First try of the match! Sensational finish! And that was just one of the tries from the amazing game on Saturday night, which saw the Newcastle Knights. They have eliminated the defending premiers, the Melbourne Storm, and they continue on for another week in the finals of the National Rugby League. How did you enjoy the two games over the weekend? Finals week two. Weren't we treated to some magnificent rugby league? It was a fantastic weekend indeed. Hopefully your team got up or if you are actually not supporting one of the teams in the final race, hopefully you enjoyed the games that unfolded over the weekend. And uh, good news coming through too that there were no charges from the National Rugby League Match Review Committee following uh, the two weekend games. So that's good news. Everybody will continue through to finals week Three. Let's take a look at the first game of the finals on week two, and it was the Manly Seagulls up against the Cronulla Sharks. And Manly, well, they earned a third crack at taking down South Sydney after a Daily Cherry Evans masterclass and John Morris brain snap that lifted the Seagulls to a 24 to 18 win on Friday night in their semi-final. Let's get the thoughts of the commentators on Friday night, Quentin Hull and Warren Ryan. A pulsating game of cutthroat rugby league finals football saw Manly win a berth in yet another preliminary final. They'll take on South Sydney next Friday night after surviving a, a brutal affair at the footy stadium. Even though they led all the way, it was 24-18 Manly over Cronulla. But uh, to or put it that bluntly, really doesn't sell the quality of the game and the, the drama and atmosphere that was provided by the fans here of around 24,000. certainly wasn't a full house, but they made a hell of a noise and they saw one hell of a game of football. The Seagulls went to the front uh, after 10 minutes with a Jamie Lyon penalty goal and stayed in front all the way, but just as Manly looked like it was going to take real control of the game. The Sharks kept hitting back. The Seagulls did score the first try of the game through Anthony Watmo, but Michael Gordon responded just before Kieran Foran scored before half-time, and Manly led 14-6 at the break. It got out to 18-6 when George Tafua scored five minutes into the second half, and the gauntlet was well and truly thrown at the Sharks. Andrew Fafita scored to get it back to a converted try. Daly Cherry Evans scored next for Manly to get it back to 12 points, but then we had a thrilling last 15 minutes when uh, Jonathan Wright scored for the Sharks. It was converted to make it 24-18 with 15 minutes to go, and it looked like we might have have been headed for Golden Point when Paul Gallen crashed over seven minutes from time. He got into the in goal, but the refs straight away thought there was something wrong and they were right on review. One of the Manly defenders was taken out of the play by John Morris. The trial was disallowed and Manly won the game by 24 points to 18. The try scorers, Tafua, four and Cherry Evans and Watmo, Lyon with four from four. Cherry Evans had one shot at goal that he missed when Lyon looked like he was down with a leg injury, but he got 
got back to recover. And for the Sharks, Gordon Wright and Fafita, the try scorers. Gordon kicked three from three. So Manly advance, Cronulla perish. But Warren Ryan, we were treated to 80 minutes of some of the finest football we've seen this season. Indeed we were. And uh, if you could measure a game in courage and heart, well, Cronulla, well, they certainly weren't losers in that respect. They, their fans were still standing and applauding them. Even though they knew they'd lost the match, the, st- the, the fans just stood and applauded them for minutes and minutes and minutes after the game was over, just to acknowledge the, the energy and effort and application poured into the game in an effort just to catch Manly. They were always adrift, Manly eventually scoring four tries to three, but heartbreaking when it looked like uh, Gallon, the courageous skipper, had levelled it all up, uh, diving in for a try, and uh, as you mentioned, uh, it was ruled... A no try because of some interference at marker and uh, rightly so of course and I, I applaud the refs I don't often do that but in this game the refs stayed out of that they I think they recognized the battle between these two sides was at such a level that we didn't need their interference and they let a lot of little things go that could have been penalized but the game profited enormously from it neither side really was advantaged by their lack of uh, strict control they let a little bit of offside go. They do their best to keep the sides apart. Let a little bit of uh, offside go and a little bit of uh, interference or dwelling in play of the balls. But in the end, we got a marvellous second half of 40 minutes. Almost mistake-free. Just three by Manly, two by Cronulla. And, uh, well, it was a final little go down in the memory, at least in mine for a long time, just for the courage and heart of the side that didn't actually win the win the match. Cronulla were wonderful in defeat and Manly, well they were pretty special in a, in victory too because they'd come through a very tough one last weekend and a loss and uh, plenty wondered whether Manly the advancing or, or the retreating loser, would how they'd handle the advancing winner, namely Cronulla from the bottom four, or from the bottom uh, uh, section of the eight and uh, they came through with flying colours they were, they were on their game from the opening jump and uh, they ran out winners 24-18. But boy, oh boy, Quentin, what a game. It was terrific entertainment. But on the Friday night in the second week of the finals, the Sharks perished, but not after one hell of a fight. Manly Warringah Seagulls, 24. Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, 18. And that was Quentin Hull and Warren Ryan uh, dissecting Friday night's game between uh, Manly and Cronulla, and uh, it was an atmosphere as well that was electric, despite it probably, many would say, a disappointing 23,837 at the Sydney Football Stadium, so uh, a well-under-capacity crowd, but it was a strong crowd in uh, a very spirited way. It was one noisy crowd for that amount of people, and uh, as Warren said there, every Cronulla Shark fan stayed and right until the end and then uh, gave a huge applause for every player that went around and uh, thanked the fans for their season, and it was a phenomenal sight as well because I'd probably say that the Sharks fans were maybe 60% of the crowd, so they definitely did turn up from the Shire, and uh, the Manly fans, every time though that the Manly side got a point, their fans did respond but there were great chants it was a great atmosphere and as uh, both commentators just said then it was a cracking finals match between the Victoria Seagulls 24 and the Cronulla Sharks who managed 18 points let's hear now from the Manly Seagulls hard man Anthony Watmo I spoke to him straight after the match well Anthony first of all sum up this atmosphere and uh, this win tonight oh you know the fans got us home you know we'll Believe it or not, we were really tired from last week and, you know, it showed a bit tonight, but, you know, the fans keep getting us there and, 
you know, it's credit to them, then you know, we can't thank them enough. And just on your team, though, uh, talk us through, I guess, uh, you know, you kept creeping, creeping out. Uh, it was nearly like every time Cronulla Sharks came at you with a try, you just had to do a little bit more to get ahead, but they just didn't give up, did they? No, I mean, that's a credit to them. We knew they were going to do that. We knew they were going to come hard. And, you know, we were going tit for tat there, and just when we look comfortable, we, we leave a big gap in the middle where that's our strong point. You know, he's filling, filling the space, but, you know, it's a credit to them. They kept coming all night, and, you know, it's a credit to our boys for turning up, and, you know, after a tough week last week. And especially to a youngster, uh, only his 12th NRL game. Uh, we're talking about Hiku back at uh, fullback. Uh, can you just uh, sum up what it's like for, for us, for the pressure for a young kid to be coming in for someone like Brett Stewart? Yeah, look, he's a special talent. You know, I think um, they didn't expect him to go this good, and mate, he's he's going to be there for a long time. You know, after Brett goes, so he'll have to wait his time. But you know, he'll be there, and he's carrying the ball for 300 metres a game, and not many people can do that. And how's your right knee? Yeah, it was. Got caught in the wrong spot again, but, you know, she's all right. She'll be fine. Bit of ice. Well, good luck next week against the Rabbitohs. Thank you. Cheers. And that was Anthony Watmo talking straight after the match. I got to chat with him on the field, and uh, they were a very tired team indeed. These last two weeks, it has taken a lot out of them, and now they have got to regroup recover and will be facing South Sydney for a spot in the grand final but one man that was extremely happy yet probably nervous right until the final whistle was the Manly Seagulls coach Jeff Tuvey and I spoke to him following the match. Well Jeff first of all congratulations on the win but I guess uh, how nervous were you in that last sort of 15 minutes of the game? Yeah, it was tough in uh, a lot of the sections of the game. We, we got to a good lead. We let the Cronulla back in the side. We got to a good lead. We let them back in again. And then had to hold them out there for that last you know, 10, 10 minutes or so. In terms of the troops holding them out, uh, how are they all feeling after that game? And I guess, did you realise maybe how much last week took out of them? Yeah, well, we probably underestimated last week a bit. They, they, they seemed OK. Um, but after, after 20 minutes, they, they, again, we looked tired. We looked a bit flat. Um, but you expect that, I suppose. And, um, but they hung in there and they dug deep and, uh, and uh, they managed to hang on there, particularly towards the last 10 minutes. And just in the start, uh, I guess there was a couple of handling errors. Um, Cherry Evans looked maybe like a, a little off time, uh, maybe nervous out there, but really came through in the second half. Yeah, look, I don't think it's nerves at this stage. They've been around a bit, but yeah, maybe a bit of fatigue and a bit of execution was off. I, I thought it was off a bit last week as well, but um, you know what, you don't... You don't um, well, actually you do, but you don't win grand finals this time of year, but you do. So, look, we need to pick it up. We, we've got some improvement in us, and this extra day, you know, another week off, um, we'll, we'll do as well. OK, let's quickly go through the injuries. Um, obviously, uh, we didn't see Jamie Lyon come. Uh, Anthony Watmo is also an ice. I understand. How are the injuries coming out of that game? Uh, yeah, no, nothing serious. Uh, Jamie Lyon got a bit of a bump on his knee. Uh, we're pretty sure he'll be OK. Superman, again, um, uh, twisted his leg or, or something along those lines. Might be a cork even. Um, and Anthony Watmau is just a recurrence of his old injury, just flaring up a bit, so he'll be fine. And uh, were you nervous when Paul Gallen crashed over for the try or had you seen uh, the obstruction uh, as soon as it occurred? Yeah, look, I don't think he got the ball down anyway, but um, if you go back to the yeah, look, it was pretty obvious that... Um, one of the markers was tackled in play. So, look, uh, the referees did a good job there, so it's fine. And just on the referees, uh, we're not discussing that tonight at all after the game and not much was said through the broadcast, so probably a good night by them? Yeah, well, there's no major major problems there, I don't think. Um, again, I'd like to look at the 10 metres, but, um, look, that's semi-final football. The teams are jumping hard and, and getting away as much as they can. So, look, I thought it was fairly evenly spread um, and uh, the result ended, ended up that way as well.
it was a frenetic pace and uh, something that I think that the crowd that got along to really added to the atmosphere as well, wasn't it? A, a great atmosphere out there. Yeah, well, there's two, um, two uh, new uh, beaches teams playing against each other. I thought, um, you know, the fans came out, they got into the spirit of things and, and that's great and the players love that. They love the support whether you, they're booing for you or cheering for you. So I think it was a great day. Finally, how, what are you going to do between now, your rest between, uh, uh, I guess, your, your prelim finalists you're going to be meeting in terms of the Rabbitohs? It uh, doesn't get much easier, does it, mate? No, no, it doesn't. But, um, look, we have to rest up for a couple of days and assess um, where we go from there. But um, it is a short turnaround, although we've got a week this, this time, seven days. Um, they'll be tough. The one thing, uh, finally, I'll let, before I let you go, we, we did talk about uh, maybe uh, the defence of David Williams. They did uh, seem to go there, but uh, he was very quick off the line. Is that something you talked to him about, or did you notice that throughout the game? No, no, no. You know, all the players work on their defence um, in certain areas, so um, David was good tonight, I thought. Um, repelled a lot of attack down their side and um, did a good job. That's Jeff Toovey, the Manly Seagulls winning coach, and while one team got to extend their 2013 season, the Cronulla Sharks bowed out for the finals race and I caught up with the losing coach, Cronulla Sharks, Shane Flanagan. Shane, I guess we'll go straight into the, the sheds. How are the boys feeling after that loss? Oh, yeah, they're gutted, gutted you know. A um, couple of um, decisions there, there they were a bit tough, um, you know, and to, for when you go into a game and it's knockout and uh, there's some decisions that are a bit 50-50 or, you know, a bit dubious, it even hurts a little bit more, you know, if you get beaten by... Um, you know, a team that just runs points over and you know, they're fair tries, uh, you sort of cop it on the chin a bit more, but uh, yeah, it's a bit hard to take. I guess two tries you, you mentioned in the press, did you think that they weren't tries uh, that should have been not awarded to Manly? Yeah, I do. I think, um, you know, both of them had big question marks over them, huge question marks. Um, you know, the knock on on the first try and then, you know, the, 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 the full try, you know, as I said, at the start of the year we were told that's not a try. Um, definitely not a try. So. You know, they've got some answering to do, as I said. You know, we've got fans, our club, we've got players in there that are um, shattered. You know, and if, if that's not a try, um, you know, we're out of the competition because of that decision. And do you think that uh, that's something you'll be addressing on the off-season whenever you get a chance to, to talk, I guess, to the referees and what's going to be happening for next year? Yeah, as I said in the press conference, I just want the rules at round one to be the rules at round 26. Um, that'd be nice. Um, you know, they just changed too much this year. It's been ridiculous. Um, you know, what some things you can do in round one, you just you could they you know, stop doing it in around about round eight or nine, and then you know a rule that we said this is not a try at the start of the season. Uh, all of a sudden, the semi-final is given a try. So I just want some consistency there, and uh, you know, be really clear. Um, at the start of the season and making sure that's still in place at the end. Back to your team, uh, I guess, in terms of uh, a try that you did get awarded in uh, Andrew Fafita's uh, amazing try. Just, uh, I guess, talk us through what it's like having him, a big man, so athletic in your side. Yeah, he is. He's um, amazing. Amazing. He had an amazing year and, um, you know, he's probably, hopefully gets picked in the Australian Touring Party because he's, he deserves it and it just shows what he can do. Um, He's got good speed, um, got good awareness, and just got a great, great love for his football. So, um, you know, the best is still in front of him, I think. And I guess in terms of finishing and kicking tonight, maybe kicking was a bit off. Was it pressure uh, on? Maybe not put on uh, your kickers by Manly, but maybe the pressure of them having to kick without Todd Carney out there. Yeah, well, yeah, Todd's a massive, you know, loss for us. You know, we're not going to shy away from that. But you know, I thought, you know, Chad Townsend, you know, applied himself really well and. Um, you know, it was just it was probably our kicking compared to Manly's kicking. Uh, our kicking wasn't um, up to scratch, and Manly's was excellent. So, um, 
you know, that was probably the difference in the end. Uh, and in terms of, uh, I guess, your season, uh, how would you rate where you finished fifth? Was it a true reflection of your squad that you had this year? Oh, I'd like to think we should be playing next week. I'd like, you know, as I said, I thought, and I think we were good enough to beat any team on our day um, and just would have liked to have a crack to get into that grand final and then you never know. So uh, it's disappointing that we're not going to get that opportunity, but uh, man and deserve, I suppose. You know, it's not their fault the referees real tries. They've tried really hard and they've got to put themselves into that position to get the points. So good luck to them. And I understand uh, there's a number that this is their final game with you as well. So who, who will you say farewell to that was out in the field today? Um, yeah, I think we've got a few that, um, you know, Jason Peculiar and Chad Townsend are off to the Warriors. Um, ben Ross is going to retire. So, um, you know, there's three players. You know, Benny Ross has had a great career. Um, you know, started, he's won a premiership and went to the Sharks and Penrith and then off to the South and then back to the Sharks again. So, you know, he's a, and, and the Dragons there for a while too. So, you know, he's had a great career and, you know, it's a pity that he uh, didn't play tonight, but he's uh, had a great career and we'll miss him, but he'll still be around the club. Shane, just quickly take us into what a year it's been for you, I mean, both on and off the field. I mean, mm. you know, this is tonight, it's over for you guys for 2013, but how tough's the whole year been? Oh, yeah, it's been pretty well documented. It's been tough, but, you know, I've really enjoyed the last three weeks, you know, being in the semi-final series, and that's all we've concentrated on is football. Um, and, you know, as I said, it has been enjoyable, and, you know, the playing group and all the staff and the club have stuck really strong, and, it's, you know, it's been tough uh, media-wise and... Uh, but you know, in our in that Shark Park area and down in Cronulla, we've uh, you know we stuck together and we've learned a lot about each other. Well, they got out of Shark Park area tonight because they came in force, and I would say that you probably had the rub of the green in terms of the crowd, and they really uh, stuck with you guys right until that final siren. Yeah, I, you know, I couldn't, can't think their supporters are enough. Last week was just uh, outstanding, and I think they even bettered that again tonight. You know, and they nearly got us home. Um, as I said, and I'd really like to thank all of them that turned up tonight and, uh, and their support for the whole year. And that was uh, Shane Flanagan, the coach of the Cronulla Sharks, after their loss on Friday night. They are out of the finals race and Manly go through another week and they will now face a big game on Friday night. They have to recuperate, they have to rest the troops and get up for a game on Friday night, the preliminary final. It will be played at the Olympic Stadium and Manly will take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. It is going to be a cracker of a Friday night preliminary final and uh, we will be there for all the action on Friday night. Can't wait. ABC Grandstand. This is The Two Halves on ABC Grandstand Digital. And what an extraordinary Saturday night we saw unfold in Melbourne when the Newcastle Knights travelled to Victoria to take on the defending Premier's Melbourne Storm. And the Knights, well, they halted Melbourne's Premiership defence with an thrilling 18-16 to 16 victory in their semi-final clash on Saturday. The Knights led 18-4 early in the second term and had to withstand a very spirited storm fight back. This is how our commentators Tim Gable and Warren Ryan saw the match. In front of 19,649 fans here in Melbourne, Newcastle has defeated the Melbourne Storm 18 points to 16. Newcastle scoring four tries to three. The Knights led 12-4 at half-time. Two points in it in the end. And Newcastle will now take on the Roosters next weekend for a place in the grand final. Alongside me is Warren Ryan. Yes, Tim. Uh, a wonderful exhibition of tough football uh, from Newcastle. And I mean tough with a capital T. They were tremendous. 
uh, their defence right from the start. It not only advanced quickly, but it hurt when it hit. And the difference between the two sides, as I mentioned during the call, Newcastle weren't just meeting the opposition attack. They were hitting and driving them backwards. Melbourne, a different style altogether. We're absorbing the ball carrier and retreating and absorbing him over a distance. And in the end, what that does is set up a territorial advantage. Uh, and it did very much so in Newcastle's favour. Time and again, they were at the throat of Melbourne at the end of the set and uh, profited hugely on the scoreboard from the fact that they had close field position when the arm of the referee went up. They put in some towering kicks and some very clever uh, ones along the ground. They had Melbourne in under pressure time and time again. A very uncustomary two drop of a bomb by Billy Slater. Uh, led to a try. Uh, he uh, didn't have his best night. He tried very, very hard, as did all the Melbourne side. But really, in the end, for them to get within two points at Newcastle, it would have been a travesty, I think, if, if uh, the home team had a one. So good with Newcastle tonight that even though they go home with a skinny two-point victory and move on into the penultimate week, uh, it would it would have been an absolute, uh, well, as I say, shock had Melbourne been able to pull that one out of the fire. So, well done, Newcastle. Uh, that's Melbourne's reign as Premier's uh, done and dusted. But uh, they were terrific in their fight back in the second half. They actually won the second half 12-6, but the unfortunate thing was they lost the first half 12-4. And if you boil it all down, Cameron Smith's failure to convert the first uh, try in the first half, Maurice Blair, was the difference in the end. So... Newcastle, well, they move on and that's the end of Melbourne's season. But uh, what a wonderful game and a tremendous exhibition uh, from a very tough tackling Knights team. So for Newcastle, Yawate, Houston, Hilda and Naguama scored tries. And for the Melbourne Storm, Blair, Waka and also Bromwich scored tries. 18-16, the full-time score and Newcastle make it through to take on the Roosters next weekend uh, for a place in the grand final. And that was Tim Gable and Warren Ryan uh, who were down in Melbourne giving a full wrap of that game between the Storm and the Knights. Well, the win for the Newcastle Knights extends uh, their veteran hooker, Danny Badiris's career for at least one more week. And uh, this is his thoughts after uh, the very, very big victory on Saturday night that sees them go through to the preliminary final where they'll meet the Roosters. Danny Baderis with me. Uh, mate, the dream continues. Uh, another week for Bedsy. Yeah, mate, it is. It's, uh, it's exciting. I, I just don't know what's going on around the corner. And, you know, you're going into a game thinking it's your last, but you're also having a hell of a ride with a great bunch of guys that are having to dig for each other. And that's when the game's fun. And you're playing for more than, uh, than, than just yourselves when you pull on this jersey. It's a whole Newcastle strip. And I said today to a few of the boys, if we get through this, I reckon Newcastle can get us home next week and never knows what can happen. Well, it's happened before, and uh, there's a lot of emotion, and you, you can just see you, you're playing for each other. We saw it last week against the Bulldogs. We saw it again here tonight. Yeah, we're digging deep. Uh, like I said, we've got a whole region to play for, and I'm sure they'll jump on the back of us this week, and, and we're going to really enjoy the week with them and uh, you know, build it into a Saturday night against a, a Red Hot Roosters team. What was the key to winning tonight? Obviously, defensive effort, turning up. They're, they're key indicators. They're, they're threats all over the park, and you know, we had to stop their go forward a little bit as well and, and slow them down that ruck, so... I think we've ticked a lot of the boxes that we wanted to, you know, wanted to do. Our execution, you know, a couple of times there we could have come up with a few more tries, but that's finals footy as a toss of the coin. Well played tonight and all the best next week. Thanks, Emma. Let's go.
And that was Danny Baderas talking with Craig Hamilton. And uh, what a famous victory uh, for the Newcastle Knights down in Melbourne. They hadn't done it for a very, very long time. And Melbourne at home is always hard to beat, let alone in an elimination final. That means uh, we now have uh, our next week preliminary finals action. That is what's coming your way on Friday night at the Olympic Stadium. It all actually starts at 5.15 with the under-20s preliminary final, which sees Canterbury Banks Bulldogs taking on the New Zealand Warriors and then at 7.45 the big boys will run out for uh, the preliminary final the South Sydney Rabbitohs up against Manly Warringah Seagulls and then on Saturday at the Sydney Football Stadium 5.15 the under 20s preliminary final will see the Penrith Panthers up against the minor premiers the Canberra Raiders and then at 7.45 the Sydney Roosters will take on the Newcastle Knights in the preliminary final and the winners of all of those matches book themselves into the 2013 Grand Final. And what a day that will be from Olympic Stadium as well. But thank you so much for your time today. It has been a pleasure bringing you all the semi-final actions. We had some state of origin-like atmospheres, pressure, games, and it was a treat indeed to see the two games on the weekend. And we hope to bring you some more great preliminary finals action this weekend.